T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Remember first on Tuesday, the big debate, the big gubernatorial debate, the final one. Of the season, there have only been two. One was a couple of weeks ago, and now we have one Tuesday between Ned Lamont, Bob Stefanowski, and Rob Hodling. You can watch it live on WTNH News 8. I will be moderating it, and you can also listen live on WTIC News Talk 1080. So that's all coming up Tuesday at 7 o'clock. I want to bring into our conversation now David Lightman, legendary journalist with McClatchy, formerly of The Current many, many moons ago. All right, David, good morning to you. Hi, how are you? It's good to see you. Good to yeah. well, good to be talking with you through yeah, the radio. Good to talk that to is you again, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I was looking at some of these. I always check real clear politics for all the polls. They, you know, I love these daily polls, and um, you know some of them you can dismiss, some of them you can take seriously. But there's a lot of red on these recent polls. A lot of Republicans seem to have pulled ahead, and yep. some of them are kind of surprising. Um, you know, the gubernatorial race in, in Georgia, which was some would say was tight, the most recently has Kemp up by ten over Stacey Abrams. Right. Uh, Fetterman now falling behind Dr. Oz. Uh, what's happening nationwide? Two things. First of all, people, how can I put this? Republicans have emphasized inflation and crime in their ads and their speeches and so forth, and it resonates. Uh, Democrats, if you look at the um, look at the Wesleyan Media Project, which monitors all these ads and so forth, and Democrats' number one topic, at least until recently, was abortion. Well, I was out west uh, talking to people in some swing congressional districts, particularly Democrats, and they say we want to hear more about infl- everyday needs, inflation, the economy, uh, crime. You know, what are Democrats doing about crime? And they see these Republican ads, and whatever you may think of them, they work. And Democrats, again, abortion is important to people. Don't get me wrong. and It's going to stoke turnout in a lot of places. But the everyday needs are what matters. Then you have a separate issue, and that is the, the races you mentioned, each individual race has its own character, if you will. Brian Kemp in Georgia does well because people feel he stood up to Trump during the election controversy in 2020. In Pennsylvania, John Fetterman, the Democrat candidate for Senate, uh, arguably had a bad debate the other night. He had a stroke, and he was didn't seem, how can I put this, uh, up to the task many times. And then just look uh, look next door in New York, where all of a sudden Kathy Hochul, I think that's how you pronounce the name, yep. uh, all of a sudden <laughs> that race is up for grabs. I mean, the Republican Lee Zeldin is coming on, and one reason he's coming on because he keeps talking about crime. And Michigan, too, you see now that is a tight race between the incumbent Gretchen Whitmer, who just a few years ago, four years ago, was a potential running mate for Joe Biden. Right. And there's a battleground state, and now Tudor Dixon, who who is a Trump um, uh, supporter, I guess you, you know, way to put it, you know, uh, she has yeah. been an election denier. She is now neck and neck in that state. And then you see other places like this Maryland poll is interesting. The gubernatorial poll shows the Democrat ahead by 31 points uh, where there currently is a Republican governor. And in Connecticut, of course, too, uh, a double digit lead for Governor Lamont. No, though, not quite that big. Uh, let's talk about the control of the Senate and the House. Where do you see this going right now? 
Well, all the independent analysts, the people who live and breathe this stuff every day, more than me and you, um, they're putting it at roughly eight. Republicans will win eight to 25 seats, and now they're leaning more towards 25. Uh, Republicans need a net gain of five to run the House. Okay. Senate's 50-50. That's why Pennsylvania is being watched so closely. Right now, that's a Republican seat. Pat Toomey, the Republican, is the incumbent. So if Democrats can win that, that makes their path easier to stay 50-50, which is what the Democrats want, of course, because Vice President Harris breaks a tie. But they're getting worried about Nevada, where a Democrat, uh, Cortez Masto, is the incumbent. They're getting worried about Georgia, uh, despite all of Herschel Walker's controversies. He's still within striking distance of Ralph Warnock, the Democrat. So there are all kinds of things at play. Here's the thing to remember, as you well know. We're in the last, what, nine, ten days before the election. This is when a lot of people start paying attention. You know, even though you and I and the other political junkies, you know, have been watching and writing and broadcasting, (laughs) people don't really wake up to this stuff until now. And that's why you often see these surges of uh, support one way or the other. And that's why I go back to inflation and crime and see how these politicians handle it. So for Republicans to take over, they need to hold on to Pennsylvania. And pick one up, correct? That's right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Georgia and Nevada are the two that people are watching closely. And Democrats need to hold on to everything they have. Um, And do they have any pickup opportunities besides Pennsylvania? Not really. I mean, you could argue here and there, but for a while there, they were touting Iowa as a potential pickup. Because Senator Chuck Grassley, who is, I think, 88, 89 years old, they thought they could use somehow— you know, say he's not up to the job anymore, but Grassley has more energy than I do. So I don't know. That doesn't seem to be going far. But again, people pay attention all of a sudden in the last week. So we'll see. Former President Barack Obama is now being called in to help in some states where uh, Democrats are having a tough time. Georgia is one of them. He'll be in Georgia today. Also going to Michigan. I believe he's going to, to, to Nevada as well. Can an appearance by a popular ex-president sway votes, David? Um, not really. Uh, it may in this case only because what Democrats need to do is stoke turnout. One of the problems Democrats are having is that their voters are often disillusioned. We just actually a big thing today in McClatchy that we did, a big project where we talked to people for the last six weeks about the Democratic Party in a lot of these blue states because we circulate in a lot of the blue states. Um, and they're just down on the party. They don't see it doing much. So it's not that they're going to vote Republican. It's that they're not going to vote. And being reminded that Obama was once a two-term president and the leader of his party could just do it. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what message he offers as well. How important are these governor races? Oh, very important for a lot of reasons. Um, First of all, politically, governors control the political machinery most Mm -hmm. of the time. Not senators, not congressmen, because they're the ones on the ground. They're the ones who can be hands-on, can go to Torrington and go down to Groton and whatever, whereas a U.S. senator, and no criticism, is in Washington much of the time. Um, they have the apparatus. They can raise the money. Uh, they, in many ways, control the election machinery. So very crucial. And if you want to go a step further... Look how many governors have become president in the last 40 years. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, are, are you seeing any states where they're bringing in President Biden to help? Yeah, actually, he's doing a fundraiser tonight or an event tonight in Pennsylvania. Uh, 
He's from there. He's born in Scranton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing. Yeah, he's he's around. Not as much as you might think, but yeah, they're bringing him in here and there. He did a couple. Um, what do you call vi- virtual fundraisers for members of Congress the other day? Um, so he's there. He's not not necessarily the energy Obama had or, or Bush, uh, either Bush had back in the eighties and or Clinton. But um, the problem is, in many ways, as you know, this is a referendum on Biden. Sure. And so you have to. He can stoke turnout in places where there are a lot of Democrats, like southeastern Pennsylvania, for example, or the Pittsburgh area. But do you want them out in Iowa, Kansas? Uh, not really. And right after Election Day, well, 2024 will begin. In fact, we already saw a little bit of that in the Florida gubernatorial debate where Ron DeSantis refused to commit to serving a full four-year term. Yeah, just with that stare, I know. Listen, we in the media are already. Yeah. Uh, we wrote a piece uh, for our California papers about the California governor, and now he's quietly making moves towards 2024. So, but but that's only if Biden doesn't run, correct? He's that's not going to challenge right, yeah. a sitting president. No, no, no. There's despite whatever disillusionment some people have, no, nobody's. There would not be a serious challenge to Biden. What's the latest that Biden could announce he's not running and not hurt the party? That's a good question. Um, you know, Clinton, Obama, Bush—they waited an awful long time to announce. On the other hand, everybody expected them to seek second sure. terms. This is a little different. I think he's got quite a while. Uh, for all this talk that you have to start early, well, go back to 1991, uh, 92, and that cycle, and that didn't really heat up until late 91. I mean, Bill Clinton, I think, announced whatever, October, November, and we were still thinking of Mario Cuomo, and yeah. who may or may not get in. So I think you got, despite what we in the media want to happen, I think he's got a lot of time. David Lightman from McClatchy Newspapers, we always love having you on and have a great weekend, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Pleasure. Good luck with everything. Thank you very much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.